Jesus, man, he got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. gentlemen this is dr ron the doctor is in the house good afternoon everyone this is dr ron host of dr ron unfiltered uncensored welcome and thank you for tuning in this program contains general medical information the medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such you are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician and I welcome you with an attitude of gratitude, with the deepest emotion, the one that can change our aura, the way we look, <clears throat> look to the universe, that aura that keeps us healthy, that prevents death frequencies from penetrating into our body. <clears throat> and grateful people are happier. They are less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied. What? with their lives and their social relationships. So welcome everybody. So today we're going to talk about dementia, but you know, it's hard to get off of this uh, scamdemic, this Chinese virus that was thrust upon us. And, and we've talked about the origins of it. And it's almost over. We just have to switch from the pandemic phase to the endemic phase. And we have to uh, learn from this as a, uh, Robert F. Kennedy says, so this does not happen to us again, because I'm sure that every day you're seeing now in the paper and it's been reported on all the news networks of a massive John Hopkins study, right? I mean, it's making 24 hours a day. What does the study show? Lockdowns, masks, and closures did not reduce death. Oh, you haven't heard that? Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that. I thought everybody heard that. No, they're not telling you that because they want to continue their, the virus of fear, the virus of fear. That, that, uh, 
John Hopkins study found that those policies were ill-founded and should have been rejected. It was called a literature review and meta-analysis of the effects of lockdowns on COVID-19 mortality. They looked at 18,590 studies. So, boy, it's really, uh, it's beautiful. Everybody's reporting that, right? They want you to believe the vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, is safe. They don't want any any discussion or deliberation because they're afraid of the truth. Afraid of the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And these organizations like the FDA, the FDA is a revolving door of chemical and pharmaceutical executives. You know, they, they said it's okay to eat corn oil, right? And corn syrup. And then they told you eggs and beef were unhealthy. Well, eggs and beef don't give you the amount of heart disease, cancer, and degenerative diseases as corn oil and corn syrup. Dr. Scott Gottlieb was the FDA commissioner from 2017 to 2019. But in June of 2019, what happened to him? He got a job at Pfizer. Got a job at Pfizer. The international news organization called Courts states that nine out of the last 10 FDA commissioners representing nearly four decades of agency leadership have gone on to work for pharmaceutical companies. The FDA approved drugs that were dangerous, such as Prozac and Vioxx. Standard for them, though. And in fact, the majority of the FDA's drug budget is funded, in fact, by the pharmaceutical industry. In 2013, a report published in the Journal of Law and Medicine summarized by Dr. Donald W. Light highlighted that about 90% of all new FDA-approved drugs over the previous 30 years were, let's get this, over the last 30 years were found to be little or no more effective for patients than existing drugs. That the bar for safe was equally low, even when properly prescribed. And that 125,000 excess deaths occurred in the United States each year, quote, among people taking properly prescribed drugs to be healthier. I mean, we we could go on and on, but we're not. We're not going to keep doing this, but we, you know, have to be aware of the facts. We're aware of the facts about these agencies, these alphabet soup agencies. And John F. Kennedy said, a nation that is afraid to let its people judge the truth and falsehood in an open market is a nation that is afraid of its people. Fauci, I am science. That's it. End of discussion. He's afraid of debate. He does not show up for debates. Safe and effective treatments have been suppressed during this 
episode of the Chinese virus. The FDA, the media, the pharmaceutical sector ignored the overwhelming benefits of vitamin D and lifestyle choices. They ignored Dr. Zelenko. They demonized and made it illegal to prescribe ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which could have saved hundreds of thousands of lives. They made it okay to use remdesivir, which is called remdethivir, because everybody that could, mostly everybody that was put on it in the hospital and put on a ventilator died, and the hospital got a bounty of 100 grand. Isn't that nice? Really nice, huh? So, Jesus, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it really gets you upset when you read this stuff day in and day out. Really is a shame with what, 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 what has happened to our great country. If you dissent, you're said to have be misinformed. But disinformation is now called science. Brandon, our president says, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccines. Walensky says, vaccinated people do not carry the virus and they don't get sick. Fauci said, when people are vaccinated, they can feel safe that they are not going to get infected. How did that all work out? How did that work out, Fauci? How did that work out, Biden? How did that work out, Walensky? Okay, so we're going to get off of this. Just know, please do more than read the uh, regular papers if, if people still do that. You know, take a look at uh, Children's Health Defense, Robert F. Kennedy. Take a look at uh, me on Telegram, Doc Ron Unfiltered. You get a little different uh, perspective on things, okay? So let's just talk a little bit about Alzheimer's and dementia. Okay, because, you know, the pharmaceutical company now knows they can almost get anything past that they want. Uh, warp speed, no more clinical trials, computer to the production line to, to the person's body. And it looks like we're going to be swimming. And some people say drowning and new tre treatments for Alzheimer's disease. That's a great market, you know. Not as good as the COVID market, which uh, you'll have to get a booster every 80 days or 60 days or something for the rest of your life. But it's, it's a big market out there because people are getting dementia. And the only thing they're interested in talking about the pharmaceutical companies is getting it approved fast. They don't care whether it works or not. Um, so I think we're going to get flooded with a lot more of these drugs and unproven treatments. And, and it's a shame because dementia and Alzheimer's patients are desperate and their families are desperate. They want them to get better. 
And these these medicines, these drugs they want to put out, a lot of them don't have any evidence that they slow or even stop the disease. They do may show studies that show they clear beta amyloid from the brain. So they think that beta amyloid is the cause of Alzheimer's. It gets into the brain, you suffer a decline, you remove it, and the decline stops. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? You get stuck with a thorn, you get it in your skin, it hurts you, you take it out, and you feel better. So what's the other side of the of the of the story? What is the other side? But a lot of studies don't show that. It seems the amyloid isn't the cause of the disease the way that a thorn causes pain. And removing it won't stop the progression the way plucking of that thorn out ends the pain. It may be more like the ashes of a fire. You can sweep them out, but the fire already burned through. And you can't unburn whatever was there. But the FDA is standing by ready to approve medications anyway. And it looks like drug companies may be able to bypass the usual process where they have to, you know, actually prove it works. Isn't that a novel concept? So we got to be careful, okay? Things are things have changed in, in my fifty-seven years as a physician. It has really changed, and we have to think more basically about diet, the supplements we take, the electromagnetic fields we're exposed to twenty-four-seven. And as I said, it's not like secondhand smoke where you can avoid it. If you live in an apartment house and you you turn off your Wi-Fi at night and your neighbors don't, this comes into your apartment. So we have to use all the uh, ingredients for a healthy lifestyle, but maybe we should be testing ourselves and knowing what could cause a false dementia or conditions that can mimic dementia, dementia but are much more treatable. You know, Lyme disease is one, for instance. Or it could be a false dementia from a drug side effect. And a lot of this is reported on MedPage, a, 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 a physician-based website. So your doctor should know about this. And statin drugs. I've told you for years how they cause dementia and Parkinson's. You know, when the drug companies come out with all kinds of uh, studies and they, they, they just highlight the uh, final paragraph. But docs, we got to start reading these studies. We got to start looking at what, what's in the body of these studies. Because it's becoming clear that cholesterol is not the cause. It's a reaction to inflammation. So the American, the Journal of the American College of Cardiology has a study and it concluded docs should have, quote, have confidence and share with their patients that short-term lipid lowering therapy and older patients, including 
that with statins is unlikely to have a major impact on cognition. A couple key words there, right? Unlikely. Unlikely. And another key phrase, short term. You know anybody that's put on a statin drug that's only put on it for a week to 10 days? I, I would think that once, uh, you know, the physicians who also are controlled by the pharmaceutical companies, and if they're not, they're controlled by the AMA and their licensing boards, and they're not allowed to say anything bad about anything because they'll lose their license. Is anybody take a statin for a week or two? No, they're, they're given to you to take forever. And why should docs have confidence that have confidence is in quotes that the drugs won't screw up your memory. I would say don't, you know, I don't have any confidence in that at all. Earlier in that report, however, they wrote of one study that found a trend toward an increase in Alzheimer's risk. And that was just after four and a half years on the medication. But hey, doc, you can have confidence it's not going to cause any problems. What's more, older older folks, you know, sometimes, you know, they start out with some cognitive issues. And they're more likely to develop dementia and changes in their memory in that same report. So clearly, they are worried about something to do with cognition because they keep mentioning it. Except that when they got to the conclusion, the ones that the uh, representative showed to the doctors, they just forgot forgot all about it forgot all about it at the end of the report. So statin drugs. Okay. And, you know, we've done many uh, podcasts on statins and the muscle pains, the diabetes, the Parkinson's, neurodegenerative diseases, and the risk of uh, diabetes is, is pretty great. But you got, you know, as a physician, we have to think of all of those things when we prescribe a statin drug. <clears throat> Don't we, we have to learn not to be obsessed over numbers. We're physicians today are single mindedly obsessed with lower LDL numbers. As I said, especially when cholesterol itself is not the cause of cardiovascular problems. How about getting rid of processed foods? How about starting an exercise program? How about strictly strictly limiting our carbohydrates? Oh, they wouldn't even tell you about that, will they? How about niacin? How about L-carnitine, coenzyme Q, magnesium? No, they can't tell you about that because it's all natural and they can't make any money from it. You see where I'm going? So where we have statins, right? We have proton pump inhibitors. Proton pump inhibitors. There's a new study that confirms an association. Remember, all associations don't prove causation, but we have a lot of these studies that are that are have an association between proton pump inhibitors, drugs that treat heartburn and ulcers 
and other acid-related disorders of the upper GI tract with what? An increased risk of dementia in older patients. And these, these researchers found this same thing in, a, in an earlier study. Willie Gom, who's a PhD from the uh, German Center for Neurodegenerative Diseases in Bonn, Germany, and his colleagues, they published this in February in JAMA Neurology. So it's a pretty good journal, although my confidence in journal articles is uh, slowly but surely going away after that fix that Fauci put in. But PPIs are frequently overprescribed. And, this, and research shows that 70% of these PPI prescriptions could be called inappropriate. But someone comes in complaining of a heartburn and the physician assistant who has six to 700 hours of training or her boss, the, the physician says, oh, just rather than do a complete history, he says, oh, we'll give you PPIs. And then the you do feel better with them, so you stay on them for years. But 50% of our elderly patients are on this drug. 50%. 50% of our elderly. And the, the analysis included 73,600 subjects, 75 and older, who initially did not have dementia. But over the course of the study, which is over a few years, I would say, from 2004 to 2011, 29,510 were, were diagnosed with dementia. And more than half had a diagnosis of at least two different dementias. So it took about 18 months, right? With the usual, with the average of, uh, interval of 12 months on the, on the drug. So if you're on a PPI, you're starting to lose your memory or your loved one or your family member, you might want to consider, ask your doctor, can PPIs cause this? And as I've been saying, you know, the brown bag checkup factor, co-founding factors were associated with this, having diabetes, being prescribed five or more drugs beside the PPI. We call that polypharmacy. We call it unnecessary. My, my chief of medicine calls, always told us, if you have prescribed more than three drugs for a patient, you don't know what you're doing. You better go back and examine them. But having diabetes, being prescribed five or more drugs beside the PPI was also associated with elevated dementia risks. Polypharmacy, in fact, occurred at, uh, and, and caused dementia in 16% of the patients. You know, the old Nexium, huh? the old purple pill, right? Prelosic. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So these, these drugs, as we, you know, again, they, they cause a decrease in the micronutrients. You know, you need acid. Lots of studies on the, the title of uh, overused and unsafe. 
These drugs, what do they do, ladies and gentlemen? They reduce your gastric acid secretion. Hmm. They're also used to uh, treat the side effects of antiplatelet drugs and non-steroidals like ibuprofen. And they're really, really widely prescribed here in the United States. But here's what the FDA recommends. Therapy be limited in most cases to two to eight weeks. And there are some indications if you have a a congenital defect like Barrett's esophagus or whatever, you might go longer, huh? But generally two to eight weeks. But I, from talking to my friends and patients are on this like forever, long-term or lifetime. And how many people take the over-counter version of PPIs? There's an estimate that 15 million Americans are taking these drugs. And generally, they're, how do you perceive them, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, you, you probably, except for this show and a few others, never hear about the side effects, huh? They're perceived as safe and effective. That perception is probably not correct. Because you know what? As you get older, you need healthy stomach acids that hydrochloric acid, because it has to respond when you ingest food. And that hydrochloric acid enhances the digestion of protein and the absorption of micronutrients. What? What are micronutrients? Iron, magnesium, copper, folic acid, B12. So if you don't have a hydrochloric acid, which these PPIs get rid of, you're not going to absorb your your food properly. And you're going to develop deficiencies. And you may have actually absorbed some other molecules which could trigger allergic reactions. So we need acid and our stomachs to digest our food. You know what the acid also does? It's a barrier function. It kills different germs. The acid kills the germs. It's, it's especially when the, the stomach is very acid, 3.0 or less. So if you have low stomach acid, you might be at risk for bacterial and fungal overgrowth and maybe some parasitic infections. And remember, I I started out by saying a lot of these were observational studies, but there's a ton of them, a ton of them where the this PPIs are associated with C. diff, pneumonia. Hate to even mention this, COVID-19, but that was an online survey. Osteoporosis and bone fractures. Well, because you don't uh, absorb because of the, the lack of acid, the nutrients that are important for bone health, like magnesium, copper, and calcium.
Okay, and we've talked about B12 deficiencies in this, but what, what's really important is the side effect of dementia. But why? I don't know why. And I'm looking at the, these studies. There's no mechanism, but it is an observational study. Probably takes too long for the healthcare provider to get into uh, patients and tell them how they have to chew their food better. Maybe take some enzymes. Maybe just change their diet. Or maybe change their medication. There may be non-drug op drug options. It, it may be even including losing some weight. It seems that PPIs are frequently being used without appropriate indication and used for too long a period of time. In most situations, as I said in the beginning, they should be used short term, two to eight weeks. Okay, but they have been in a large study that I just told you about associated with dementia. And how about vitamin D? You know, we talked about vitamin D since the beginning of the Chinese virus. And here's another study. Dementia, also known as senility, is a broad category of brain diseases that cause long-term, usually gradual decrease in the ability to think and remember. This study examine the effect of low vitamin D levels. Why did they examine it? Because 50% of elderly have vitamin D levels less than 20 nanograms per milliliter. And that increases your chance of dementia in this study by 70 to 90%. Wow. Who would have thought that? And we... You know, I, I know most of my listeners have been supplementing with uh, appropriate doses of vitamin D3 and K2. Because if you have high vitamin levels, like in the 70 to 90 nanograms per milliliter, your chance of dying from the Chinese virus are pretty, pretty slim. But you know what? While you're doing that, you're protecting yourself from dementia. So we're going to keep continue to, to uh, take our vitamin D3 and uh, not only help ourselves against the Chinese virus, but we're going to help ourselves against dementia also. And in, 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 our, in our elderly, huh, elderly, now that I'm in my 80s, 55 doesn't sound so bad, uh, but 55 years or older, Dementia is associated with certain anticholinergic medications. Anticholinergic medications have short-term cognitive adverse effects with an associated increased risk of dementia. We're talking about antihistamines. 
it's a modifiable risk now, right? A modifiable risk. You can stop taking these drugs. Boy, this was a huge study. Wow. So, I'm just trying to give you a list, you know, beside Benadryl and uh, the known anticholinergic, the antidepressants, okay? Antihistamine medications, right? Allergy drugs. And Benadryl is number one. Chlorpheniramine is number two. And sleep medications that have diphenhydramine, which is Benadryl, diphenhydramine, like Advil PM and Tylenol PM, have these anticholinergic medications in them associated with dementia. So if you're starting to lose it a little bit, you can stop taking these medications. The tricyclic antidepressants like doxepin, Pamelor, Elevil are in this class of drugs. And if you have irritable bowel syndrome and you're taking Levsin or Bentil, you could be increasing your chance of dementia. If you're taking medication for an overactive bladder like Ditropan or Detril, you could be increasing your chances of dementia. In this study, 7,000 adults, high doses of these medications were associated with an increased risk of dementia. So we talked about that group of drugs. We talked about the proton pump inhibitors like Prelosec, Prevacid, Nexium, Protonex. And gosh, with 15 million people taking them, you would think that uh, the healthcare providers will be screening people for these type of medications. And then the common ones, I mean, I think most people know about, but let me mention it, the opioids, you know, I guess I have some people, you know, I'm, I'm in an elderly community and, and uh, nobody takes my advice of getting their phones out of their pockets. So there's a lot of hip replacements, but they're orthopedics. People just give out oxycodone and more and, uh, opioid medications like water. Okay. It's associated with dementia. And then the drugs that are given to people that can't sleep. Don't forget about telling them to take a, a CBD or a melatonin or turning off their uh, Wi-Fi or, or maybe getting a grounding sheet. No, they're giving them medications like Ambien, a benzodiazepine drug, Lunesta. They have been linked to an increased risk for dementia. But you know, with the that's the all the bad news about these drugs. But you know, most of the related mental effects can be resolved if you stop the drugs. Some may not, but there's a good chance they will. But medication is poison, and this particular these two particular medications can impact your mind long term. You should know about it. You should know about this. Your your healthcare provider should know about this. And take the time to go over a good low inflammatory diet, low in carbs. 
and maybe tell you about the good effects of coffee. Tell you more about that in a minute. Tell you about the good effects of exercise and walking. And something that, you know, all my listeners have been doing since the beginning of the Chinese virus, talk about probiotics. They can help prevent cognitive decline because a lot of these chronic diseases have to do with inflammation and immunity and our basic immune system is in our gut. We have to keep a superior interior. So we need a, you need good prebiotics and po- probiotics and postbiotics. And let's not leave this subject uh, without talking about isolation. You know, we already told you in the beginning of the podcast about John Hopkins study saying, you know, this isolation, uh, lockdowns, masks, did nothing to, to decrease mortality. But I'm going to tell you that isolation has caused 13,200 excess dementia deaths in the United States alone. just in the United States. That's more than expected compared to previous years. And this has been overlooked in this war against the Chinese virus. So people dying with people with dementia, not only died, maybe if they got sick, if they had three or four co-founding diseases, but they died from the very strategy of isolation that's what's supposed to protect them. And how about the increasing number of falls, pulmonary infections from wearing the the mask and breathing out snot and everything that they uh, goes into the inside of that mask, putting those masks in their pockets, let them drop on the ground and putting them back on their face. Depression in these frail people. Look, Social and mental stimulation are among the few tools that can slow down this march of dementia. And remember that social relationships is the best way to live longer. Social relationships, study after study, city after city, city with centenarians. Getting along with your fellow man is the way to live longer. It trumps diet, smoking, everything else. All right. So look, let's let's uh, start to wrap it up here. God, I've been talking a long time. Hey, by the way, if you want, if you have the app Tele- Telegraph, I'm on there, Doc Ron Unfiltered, Apple Podcasts, Alexa. Uh, Google. I think I'm on everyone but Pandora. If you want to catch one. Podbean has a uh, website for me. Podbean.com. Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Podpage is another one that's really nice. So if you want to hear this show or one of the other 400 ones, take a look at some of the topics. They're not all good. I'll admit that. There's some good effects of coffee, however, because contrary to what you hear, the caffeine in coffee appears to boost brain health. 
I'm telling you, these, I've done done podcasts on this and studied this in the past. A significantly, significantly lower risk of Alzheimer's disease. And may even be protective. Isn't that something? You're not going to hear that, right? Well, there's some downside, of course, because it's a heavily uh, pesticide uh, crop. And it can cause anxiety, jitters, and a strain on your nervous system. But it can prevent you and, and protect you against Alzheimer's. And it may contribute to insomnia. But, I mean, if you're that individual, then you know that, so you, you don't drink it. Because sleep is, is restorative. It gets you back. It, it detoxifies you. So enjoy it in moderation, huh? Don't load it up with sugar or artificial flavorings. Keep it healthy. If you want to use a sweetener, try look looking into a plant-based milk, a natural sweetener, or just drinking it black. So um, the other thing that we have to do is continue to protect our planet, huh? We have to be part of the solution. And one of the things we can do is uh, decrease our use of plastics, avoid bottled water, get a good water filtration system in your home. They're finding an average of 267 toxins in public tap water, along with contaminants and pesticides, radioactive material. EWG, Environmental Working Group, has a, you can look up your uh, locality and, and check it out. Check the water, pure, water quality in your area. So purchase products that are not made from, uh, from packet or packaged in plastic. I mean, it's crazy, right? But we have to try, try using re uh, reusable shopping bags for our groceries. If it's, you know, if you can try and bring your own mug when you go for that cup of uh, Java and skip the lid and the straw, store your foods in glass containers or mason jars. And maybe request no plastic wrapping when you're dry cleaning. I mean, just, just so we can do uh, our little part in, in this uh, war that we have going on. I mean, that we can take more responsibility for ourselves, not over, not, you know, for our health care, too. I mean, we have to, you know, gosh, if you go to the hospital anymore, it's almost like 100 years ago. You go to die, especially if they, you know, you go into the hospital for a fractured hip. They do a test and uh, test shows you have COVID extra dollars for the hospital. They put you in the hospital uh, and treat you with remdesivir, extra dollars for the hospital. They put you on a ventilator, extra dollars for the hospital. They, you die, extra dollars for the hospital. You put COVID on the death certificate, extra dollars for the hospital. And a, a hospital can make a hundred grand off of you. And God forbid they allow your treating physician to give you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine for 50 bucks. 
Why? Because it could cure you. So we have to take control of our bodies. We have to be the CEO of our bodies. Really important. It's going to be more important as time goes on, as drugs get to be uh, less available. And we're going to have to use more frequencies, like homeopathic remedies. You can't find anything in them because there's just frequencies. Frequencies are energy and they are healing. So ladies and gentlemen, I've, I've talked enough for today, but I hope you have an idea that some dementias, you know, just by stopping the medications we talked about, uh, can be uh, reversed. Some can't, but a lot can, but it's worth a try because it's a devastating disease. So thank you for tuning in and uh, I'm going to go and we'll see you next week. Bye. Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.